The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen up. I never finished watching that one uh, uh, documentary that I had. I lost it in my tab somewhere. The 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 Connecticut Public Broadcasting YouTube one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was like it was only yeah, like half an hour long or something like that, but it was like yeah, it was like public TV or something like that. Right. Yeah, I saw it on the. I saw a link to it, and I was like, yeah, I'm I'm good. Like I, there's probably not gonna be anything in this that's that's gonna be like breaking news or anything, you know. Oh man, then I got some notes. I forgot what they what they what they mean. Yeah, I, I've been cramming the last fifteen minutes trying to figure <laughs> out what all my scratches on this piece of paper mean. September eleventh, ninety eight. Did you tell the Leatherman story then? Yeah, I just I just went and re-listened to that. Oh, okay. I have I have Tom Petty written down and underlined for some reason. Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Oh, Tom Petty. <laughs> like maybe this could be like a Tom Petty influence song. Maybe I don't know. Welcome to season five, episode fourteen of the Better Band Podcast, an all-encompassing trip through the Pearl Jam catalog. I am your host, Brandon Palomo. Each episode, my guest and I go track by track through every album, soundtrack, and single to discover why you simply can't find a better band. Welcome back to the Better Band Podcast. I am Brandon, and today we are talking about the song Leatherman with my guest. Welcome back, John Farrar. Hey Brandon, how are you? Thanks so much for having me back on, man. Appreciate it. Oh, no problem. We got we got one of those wacky tracks. Oh, you know me. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta have you, right? Absolutely. I, I can't let these go by un unappreciated. You know, you, they they deserve their own. Uh, they deserve a spot along, among just like the album tracks. Oh hell yeah! Uh, so this song is, uh, I guess, an official part of the the Man trilogy. Can we call it the man pentalogy now? I mean, we've got dead man, man of the hour. Like, can we just, can we like be more inclusive? And why I want them to play all five of these all together at a show one day. That would be, that would be epic. <laughs> yeah. That would be, oh yeah. You'd have people going like, yeah. <laughs> it would just be me. No one else would care, but. Oh no, I would too. Okay. But I don't, I don't know if I'd be at the same show as you. Probably not. As you're. Yeah. You're. You're east. Yep. Separate coast. That's right. Yes. Never the twain shall meet. Except in, uh, he talks about the, the touring band. He talks about folding the northeast and the northwest together. Maybe we can fold the southeast and the southwest together and at some point. <laughs> hey, that's, uh, yeah, I think uh, I, I always call uh, Arizona the, the, the Florida of the southwest. Okay. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> Or Arizona puts the South in Southwest. <laughs> I've not been to Arizona. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Uh, let's see. This was released as a B side on the Given to Fly single, released December twenty second, nineteen ninety seven, and it was uh, I think debuted live in February around when the album came out ish. I think Perth. I think it's a they they debuted in Perth, Australia. Yeah. I think he says, uh, hey, you know, he comes, the recording's really bad. You can hardly hear it. But I think he says something like, uh, you know, we, uh, we never played this one and we probably never will again. So <laughs> we enjoy or something. But this is a cool little song. It's one of those that like you kind of have to you kind of had to go looking for it. You know, it's 
it's the B side of that single, and like it's it's kind of uh, I think they they kind of hold it in a little well not high regard but they hold they keep it a little close to the vest because i think they you know we can talk about you know obviously one of the only non-album songs that did not end up on lost dogs i think they wanted people to have to go and find it just like you know like the Leatherman himself i think they they probably talked about it and ed was like no this this song needs to be kept in its own little cave and like people need to go and find he i can i think they kept it a little close to the vest on purpose yeah that kind of that kind of gives it a little bit more uh symbology or uh some mystique yeah 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 that's a better word (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'll let that out so it makes it seem like i thought of it Uh, (laughs) but yeah that um yeah leather man was a uh i believe like a uh, french canadian guy or something in the uh we don't yeah then nobody knows but yeah they they think he was he french because he carried around uh i think a, a book of uh french something uh poetry or something with him when they found he was found on him when he died but yeah there was some misinformation as to who he was because they thought you know we can talk about that did you go back and find that rumor pit question oh no i didn't so you, if you guys remember, the rumor pit used to come out a couple of times a year, a few times a year on Pearl Jam's website, and it would just be kind of like, oh, you know, rumor is, you know, so and so was spotted in recording in Seattle, and they'd be on the lookout for this, and they would they would answer questions, and it was like the thing you would look forward to. That was the only way you got like information about stuff that was going on, stuff that was coming up. So in the summer of '98, someone goes on there and asks like. You know, he says, ever since Leatherman was released, I've wondered if it was written about a certain Jules Borglay, the Leatherman, who wandered Westchester County, New York in the late 19th century. Was it? And they just, just a one word reply, just yes. Mm -hmm. So that kind of like, I mean, it's obvious that the song tells a story. It's, it's very obviously, you know, based on the true story. Anybody can, can look it up and, and find all kinds of information. But I think Ed probably found like a kindred spirit in the Leatherman story, you know, because he talks about the song was written in in probably 96, late 96, early 97, when they they went to go go visit the the caves and everything. And around that time, you know, he was he was in the process of retreating from the spotlight and, you know, had to dealt with the whole stalker thing and, you know, the no code era where they're wearing those bug masks and he would come on stage and like in a cocoon and like they were trying to kind of hide themselves. I think that the story really appealed to him as far as someone who just got out of society, you know, you can think about end of the wild too. It's Mm -hmm. that story keeps coming up with him. Like he kind of like finds inspiration in these, these little stories of people getting out and getting away. And, uh, he really just, you know, was inspired by it. And yeah, I mean, it's, there's, there's not really, it's just kind of like a two minute pop song, but it just kind of just tells a really nice story. Yeah. I think that, um, it kind of fits in with the theme of yield and just sort of like, uh, you know, the give way of it, of, of kind of getting back to nature sort of, of it. I, I, I think that there's a, a parallel yeah. that can be yeah. drawn to the, uh, the book Ishmael as well in there for um kind of talking about leaving behind you know getting back into into you know nature and not having oh man it's been so long since i since i read it but i know that there's there's a lot of talk about sort of um 
leaving behind society and just it's 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 just too heavy for you know everybody to live like this but there's just some people who who can't stand it and i know that in one of the sequels to the ishmael books too um he talks a lot about joining the circus or something like that where it's like you know kids were kind of like yeah i want to get out of what society has in store for me and kind of find my own tribe of, of people who just kind of wander and, and make their own lives instead of having life make them. Right. You know, you hear people talk about getting off the grid, like this is for real getting off the grid. Yeah. And supposedly there was a, there's another song, there's a Leatherman 2. I think they, they, he did an interview one time about it and he's like, oh yeah, you know, I wrote two songs about him. There's this one and the other one's like kind of a slower, like more of a ballad type of sadder song. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully we'll get to hear that someday. Yeah, I don't some of those songs that like they like you might see lyrics for something like like at a um the museum a fucking thing. What the hell is it? the 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 modern art museum? Uh, what the hell? It's not a display. It's a exhibit. Exhibit. That's it. There, there you are coming up with the words again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like there'll be like parts of his. Uh, lyric books notebooks or something like that and you'll see like lyrics to like songs and stuff like that it's like oh what is this song what is it is it just a poem or is it actually is there music to this is this anything and kind of wondering what's in the vault locked away or as they kind of use the music for like something that wasn't really working and then you know turned it into a a song that we've all heard and we don't know that it used to be something else right yeah did, did that on the on the lost dogs artwork too they they show those reels of tape and there's there's yeah, stuff yeah. written on there and you can go back and look and like find out some of the titles and stuff that were never used or stuff that changed yeah it's it's cool but yeah i don't think i don't think this song would have fit on yield i think it would have gotten lost um i'm kind of glad they saved it for the b-side mm-hmm. would have uh they could have fit it on there too they could have they didn't have to uh to uh leave anything behind i don't think it could have fit all the songs on uh, on there. Yeah, I mean, it, they obviously could have you know lengthwise, but I think it's it just would have it would have just been like overlooked. You where are you going to gonna put it in between "Given to Fly" and "Wish List"? Are you going to put it in between "Do the Evolution" and "MFC"? Like, there's such like classics on that on mm-hmm. that album. I think this song, yeah, I mean thematically it would have fit in, but I think you know it would have because it just the way it is is just kind of a short song. It's not very dynamic. I think it would have maybe been overlooked a little on the record and maybe taken away from some of those other like classic songs now that are on there. I think mm-hmm. same with you, you know? Yeah. I think, I think you was kind of uh they might've left it off because it was a little bit too poppy. I think. Yeah. Sort of like, yeah. uh, well, when they leave sad off of uh binaural and down off a riot act. Yeah. Same kind of thing. Yeah. Not like the, uh, the mid-tempo problem that they had in the early albums lose a whole bunch of those songs. But no, the uh, yeah, the actual Leatherman for he he walked that stretch, you know, in in you know, New York, Connecticut, for thirty-one years. He did this from eighteen fifty-eight to eighteen eighty-nine, and mm-hmm. actually look it up. You know, he was kind of a celebrity at the time. I don't know if Ed went as deep to find that out. Maybe that would have changed some of the the tone of the song. But yeah, like kids would get out of school like to go see him on the days he was coming by and like it would be in the newspaper and like he would go around and like he would make the same orders at the same stores. And it was kind of like the parades and stuff like they would like people would follow him around. So he was kind of like a 
like a local celebrity everywhere he went. Yeah, they said he was he would talk. I don't. It was either just because he smoked too much or something, or you know, just being outside and everything, or not being around too many people. His his voice kind of would atrophy, and it could have been also maybe some French in there too that people couldn't understand. Yeah, there's some broken English or yeah. something. Yeah, right? there's a uh, uh, there's a web radio show called Leatherman's Grunt. I think I've seen somewhere. I don't know if that's still happening or if that was just a little period of time or something like that. I can't remember if that was, oh man, yeah, I don't know if that was like internet radio or it was, it was, I think before podcasts or something, but I don't think it's around anymore. But yeah, I think they, yeah, they, they thought it was this guy, Jules Borglay and it, you know, there's a guy, you know, shout out to uh, Mr. Dan DeLuca that I think is an author, like a journalist reporter who went and like did some research on it and found out that like actually you know no one knows his like it wasn't Jules Borgley no one knows his name no one knows where he came from they actually exhumed his grave in 2011 because they were going to move it like building a highway or something and Mm -hmm. there was there was nothing in it so I don't know if it had just decayed beyond anything but yeah it's kind of a kind of a crazy story like now his it just says you know that he's just buried with a little thing that says the leather man on it you know well He's just lost to history. No one, no one knew, knows who he was. Yeah, the song, the song starts real uniquely. I think for for Pearl Jam's song, you get the single sort of snare hit, and then it kind of goes into the rest of the song. Towards the uh, towards the end, the bass just starts doing that riff, and it's just so kick-ass. Like, oh yeah, doon 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 doon. verse starts immediately there's no intro yeah there's no build up it's just like here we go Mm -hmm. yeah it's and it's great live too like it's it's been played you know it got played fairly regularly for a for a b-side you know in the the 98 2000 2003 era but it's kind of like you know declined as the years have gone on it get played you know three times a year two times a year down to like one maybe two times a year it hasn't been played since 2016. I'm, you know, I'm really hoping they haven't. It hasn't been like one of those that just got lost on the floor. Yeah. You know, I hope they hope they bring it back at some point. But yeah, it always like it always seems to fit in that spot where like kind of at the end of the first set, we're like, oh, you know, we need a we need a quick song here. We need a rare one. You know, in between, you know, before a porch or before a rearview mirror, before something a little heavier, like just something to get the energy back up. Because yeah, it's just a quick like two two and a half minutes. Yeah, it's it gets people jumping around. It's it's energetic. So yeah, I I have not seen them play it, but uh, I would love to at some point. Yeah, I've I've seen it uh, on their on their binaural tour in San Bernardino. They played the whole Man trilogy there, so I get to see Leatherman with it. 
did it did it lead off the trilogy at that one or was it in the middle or at the end oh i can't remember i had my cd i had to yeah. check because i wrote that as a note my note says holy trinity <laughs> october mm-hmm. 28th the 2000 so i don't know if that was part of a uh, a speech he gave at that show or not you know this is a uh, jeff Heyman playing bass He used to work at a coffee shop. Mike McCready, guitar. He used to work at a pizza place. Matt Cameron on drums. Kinko's. Stone Gossard. Never worked a day in his life. Actually said Lumberyard. I've never heard that. Oh, his uncle owned the Lumberyard. Hey, Uncle Dan, can I get you some coffee? How about me? I waited tables. Well, that's one of the things. I started in construction, but then I needed to, you know, save my hands. So I waited tables, and uh, and there was a there was something on the menu called a trilogy, which is which was uh, for all the cheapskates that couldn't afford a, a real meal. Where I worked, there was a lot of cheapskates and non-tippers. But anyways, without getting into that, uh, the trilogy was soup, salad, and, and some bread. So, uh, so ha- having not forgotten our roots, uh, this is the Pearl Jam trilogy. Uh, maybe you can uh, figure it out as we go. This first one's called. Uh, this first one is the. Uh, Salad is called Leatherman. Yeah, I think it was. There, there was one I saw where he talked about it being the Holy Trinity. Who knows? Maybe I'll insert a sound clip. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Did we just talk about the little speech he gave before we started recording? Or did you mention that as we were doing it? Oh, the the Madison Square Garden 98 one? Yeah, that's... It's on the it's on the website somewhere. There's a quote. But yeah, the Madison Square Garden one, I think he says, oh, that's where... Oh, you know... A couple of years ago, I was with with some friends and we were, we were walking around. We saw this guy and like kind of inspired, write the story about you know a true story about a guy and he goes into some some detail about you know how the song was written. So it's kind of cool. It was written you know even late '96. You know maybe one of the one of the first ones that they they came up with for mm-hmm. Yield for the Yield sessions. Well, besides uh, uh, Brandon J. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I, I... I I feel that Leatherman doesn't get enough love. Oh, definitely not. The song's great mm-hmm. when it comes on. Like if it's on shuffle or something, I, or if it comes, comes on a show. Like, yeah, I love it. Yeah, when when I got the single before the album came out, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, give it a fly, yeah, yeah. And then Pilot, where it's kind of like, ooh, I don't know what to feel about this song. It's kind of weird. You got kind of the weird, weird Pearl Jam, the sort of uh, Tremor Christ ish oddball song and then you got leatherman coming in there and you're like oh my gosh this is it hell yeah yeah. 
Yeah, same thing. Like I always kind of like the the weirder songs, like the Jeff songs and the stuff like that. Always kind of appeal to me. So Pilot, yeah, I love. But yeah, Leatherman, it's it's just one of those things. Like you have to you have to go looking for it, right? It's not one that that's going to pop up. Like you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. get played a lot. So you know, we you know we don't even talk about it on our our show that much because like there's just not many shows where it was played. But yeah, like it's it's a pleasure whenever it comes around i really hope i get to hear it someday because i it's one of, i mean it's it's one of my favorite b-sides um hmm. is there anything else i mean we're just gonna <laughs> keep saying that it's a great song over and over again right yeah i mean it's it's one of those things where like yeah you know it's it's just one of those songs that that doesn't get enough doesn't get enough love doesn't get enough credit like yeah maybe if it if it had found a place on that album it would have maybe found some notoriety but you can tell too like every time they play it 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 gets a big crowd response people are like you hear the crowd kind of go oh cool you know it's and it's it's really interesting they always they always play it super fast so yeah it's it's great you know it's just one of those one of their like just rock and roll songs you know so two christmases ago uh i was staying with a good friend somewhere out in the oscars outside of the city outside of the trains outside of the traffic and uh this next song was written about this uh, guy that we learned about on our uh, on this hike that we took. We took this hike and this, I don't know these back trails. And this this guy used to set up these little uh, caves, you know, rock caves, and, and he had them all spread around like for ten miles. And he would just every night go to a different cave. Each one was a few miles away from each other. Uh, so the next song is written about him, and actually that last song could have been written about him as well, actually. Leatherman, off he goes. There he goes. Thirty-one years walking around, you know, Western Connecticut and and Eastern New York, like that's intense. Like, what was going through this guy's mind? Like, I think that at one point they tried to have him arrested and like admitted to like a mental health facility, but it it didn't last. Or it wouldn't hold. Or people were like, no, you know, people protested like, oh, you gotta let him go. You know, we we love him. And yeah, they he I think. He he eventually died. I think it was mouth cancer. Mm-hmm. They said, and evidently killed him because all the tobacco he was he was chewing or whatever. But yeah, like it's it's such kind of a romantic story, you know. This guy that nobody knew who he was. He never talked to anybody, but he just wandered around. This he did the same route every year. Like he kept to the same places and he followed his his schedule. Like. I think some, someone somewhere had said like, you know, every 34 to 36 days he would show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had these caves all around. You can still go and find like the Leatherman caves where he would, he would stay and sleep and hang on. Like it's just one of those cool things about history that, you know, you're not going to learn in school, but these people that like just didn't fit into society and just went off and did their own thing. Yeah. I, I, I get it. You know, and a lot of things, you know, you call him a lot of the, things at the time you know they're people these people are called tramps you know because they would tramp around that was kind of the the lingo at the time and you think about born to run and that shirt that ed wears you know tramps like us we were born to mm-hmm. run you know kind of a tie into it's it's totally fits in with his with the way that i think ed sees the world and what he wishes like in another world he could have done yeah so it's just people you know not fitting in to society yeah. but i mean it's kind of like well the, the powers that be are always like, well, what are you supposed to do with them? What do we do? Well, we got to put them in jail. That's sort of, you know, we can't have them out there 
living however they want, right? You know, not being a part of the system because uh, then everyone's gonna want to do it. Yeah, exactly. And then they're gonna start a cult, or oh no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but in Tuya, it was so cool because he he was actually kind of beloved and appreciated. Like they they he was he was celebrated. Like yeah, you think of it now, like. It's a different time, you know, but it's it was it was kind of a great story because I'd, I'd never gone back and done like the the dive into who he was, you know, and the, all the backstory. But, yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, I think with 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 this song talking about it, it's kind of like the the only sort of depth that you could really get into it is sort of, you know, just all about the leather man and his life and everything like that. And it's kind of like, oh, you know, there's documentaries and stuff like that about it. And I think that. Since it was left off of Lost Lost Dogs, it's sort of a a, a, a loster dog. <laughs> <laughs> then, because you know, it's it's less attention given to it, so it's it's uh you know still just chilling out in the cave where you know not many yeah. people are talking about it. Yeah, I mean, I, and I'll go back. I like to think that 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 was done on purpose. That the band really wanted to keep it in its own as its own thing i think they i don't think that was an oversight i think that was 100 percent done on purpose are there other songs you think that they they have uh not talked about that much uh just kind of i don't know because they think it's a little bit more special or i think angel maybe yeah um i think like of the earth too i think that there's a you know about a more recent example i think you know they've they've tried to record it and just haven't been able to figure it out supposedly but it's such a great song live like i think they maybe want to keep it to the live experience maybe they feel like they haven't been able to capture like the energy of it Mm -hmm. live and it's it's a shame because you know you won't get to cover it because it has never been released but it's such an amazing song like the way it twists and turns and takes you on this ride like that's one that i i would love to to hear a studio recording of at some point well, uh, in three years, I think uh, it, it was put out on the uh, Third Man Records Vault release. So I yeah. think technically I can cover it for that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If you're gonna do live stuff, if you're gonna do live stuff, you're gonna be you're gonna have to do all those improvs and well, all those covers, see, all those uh... officially released <laughs> bootlegs. That's that, that's gonna take years, my friend. That's a, that's a, that's that's a little different. That's. Uh... <laughs> It's it's uh, kind of one of those uh, weird exception things, I think. Uh, okay. Yeah, just because I'm you know covering the uh, live on two legs, live on ten legs, right? Uh, right. Songs that they have. That's uh yeah. See, that's not the not the bootlegs, I guess. And I don't know. I don't know if I could do any songs from the vault releases or I don't know. I got I got years. Hey, well, yeah. Do what you got to do, man. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you're you're about halfway through, right? Uh, no, because Lost Dogs is a double album. Almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's gonna take a whole year. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I still don't know if I'm gonna just go try to get like straight through the whole thing, or just kind of be like, okay, here it is. Here's uh, just all the songs in whatever order I can do them in. Because as you get to the, uh, I don't know, as you get to the end of that second disc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm I'm good for three or four of them. You know, you know me. Oh yeah, got this. Got this. Got some good strange stuff on there, and some just straight up strange stuff. <laughs> oh damn! And I didn't mention at the beginning that Eddie wrote the uh, the lyrics and the music for it. Ah, oh, crap! So there, don't don't write me any letters. <laughs> I got it in there eventually. 
Well, so let's uh, let's wrap this up, and uh, I'll, I'll ask you what's something you think that people should do to uh, to share the light, to uh, try to help improve things somewhat in this uh, crazy world we've found ourselves in. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this, and if you're if you're like me, and you are just, you know, I think the the new term now is doom scrolling, where you just you just look at your phone to see how bad things are and to see hey did, did the world end yet are we <laughs> is this today the day and you're kind of like you know it's it's you're getting beaten down like things are not great obviously you can we can sit here and recount everything that's happened over the last 10 11 months but i think for me i think i want to focus on the inner light if you're like me and your your light has almost gone out due to just being beaten down repeatedly and you need to to work on your inner light a little bit. I'll say take some time out for yourself. Maybe put the phone down, get off social media for a little while. For me, like I'll go and like play with my kids. Like I have a couple of young kids, and they're too young to understand a lot of what's going on. So go and play with them for a little while. Just kind of detach a little bit. You know, it doesn't mean you don't care. It doesn't mean you're ignoring things. You just need to recharge a little bit sometimes. Or like I'll go and like play some music i'll go put on a record pearl jam or whatever you know something i want to hear kind of recharge a little better i'll go you know just sit outside you know leave leave my phone inside just go sit outside enjoy nature you know kind of speaking back to what this song was you know i'm not going to go traipsing across connecticut for 31 years (laughs) but um yeah i would say just kind of just remember to take some time for yourself just don't don't get too bogged down and because that stuff's going to be there and we're going to need we're going to need everybody when this is over you know we're gonna we're gonna have to rebuild this thing so uh, take some time for yourself to to recharge and make sure you're uh you're healthy but for when this is all over and we uh we can rebuild this uh this world hell yeah thanks for coming on john oh my pleasure thank you yeah and uh people can uh can hear your dulcet tones elsewhere yeah if you uh people want to check it out uh live on four legs podcast one of the other pearl jam podcasts they seem to be growing exponentially by the by the week but um we uh been around for a couple years uh we're about to hit i think we might have just hit 100 episodes or something so check that out we cover a different pearl jam live show every week uh, everything from the the classic ones to the to the hidden gems. So it's a lot of fun going back and digging through all these bootlegs and uh, finding all the cool stuff that they've done live over the years. So yeah, check that out if you if you haven't. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Do that with Randy, who's been on these a lot as well. So yeah, we uh, we have some fun. Yeah, always good stuff. And uh, you know, you can never get enough Pearl Jam, right? That's right. Yeah, especially now that we've been without so many tours and then a new album comes out and then the, the that football gets pulled away from us again and just edging we're just waiting yeah i think jeff said something about recently where according to them they're you know they're stuck at you know because we we're getting we probably passed it at this point when this comes out but the the pj30 mm-hmm. stuff the 30th anniversary says you know we're stuck at we're stuck at 29 years and, and six months we're we're on, we're on hold we're the, so I think they're planning on coming back big, hopefully in 2021 or whenever it's safe. Yeah. So make sure you're taking care of yourself so we can see all out there. Yeah. That's right. Yep. You're not going to want to miss the all the stuff that's going to happen when, because think about the, you know all the how great it's going to be to to be able to go out and and enjoy music and be in the company of strangers and all that. It's 
it's going to be quite an experience and uh, you don't want to miss it. The Better Brand Podcast is produced by ListenUpReno.com and Brandon Palomo and published using a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 license. Please visit creativecommons.org or email listenupreno at gmail.com for more details. All music played is owned by their respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. You can subscribe to the Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from betterbandpod.com using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at betterbandpod. I am on Twitter at Brandon P, B-R-A-N-D-E-N-P. If you'd like the job I'm doing here, you can go to ko-fi.com slash Brandon P and leave me a $3 tip or give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to tell your friends. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, send an email to betterbandpod at gmail.com or send any insights and stories you'd like to share and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest John and as always, this is Brandon saying, I guess Bart's not to blame. He's lucky too, because it's spanking season, and I gotta hankerin' for some spankerin'.